Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Garden Knicks podcast. I'm your host, Paul Reed, and we are here after another win. Wow. How does this feel? Feels great. Um, not only is it a win, it's a win against the best team in the Eastern Conference. Well, record-wise. Um, we beat the Miami Heat. <laughs> Feels good to beat Miami. Um, but 111-103. Uh, hell of a damn game, man. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Especially if you're talking about the last... What just I I, I want to say the last quarter, but even more than that, like even uh, halfway through the third. I mean, these guys just—it's—it's it's just clear that this team, um, with these young guys playing all the minutes that they've been playing, uh, it's you—you you can't beat it, man. You can't beat uh, the feeling of winning against a, a team that's number one in the Eastern Conference. Who got your number last time? Even though RJ had forty six, and um, you do it without Julius Randle, without Derrick Rose, um, Kemba Walker. Um, but not only that, you do it with the the lead of, um, especially in the second half, mainly Emmanuel quickly. Uh, oof, what the hell, man? The the turnaround this kid has made. It's just been astronomical. I mean, as even me, I was like, well, I don't, I don't know if he's a starting point guard or if he's a backup point guard. I mean, I still think he has some things to improve on, but he's making a hell of a case as a lead guard, man. Um, especially in a in, in an offense that would have uh, not Julius Randle, but R.J. Barrett being um, probably your primary going forward, of course, but being your primary or best player who's going to dominate the ball a lot. You're going to need to have someone uh, who can play off ball a little and knock the, the three ball down, and that's exactly what Emmanuel quickly does. Um, hell of a game tonight. <laughs> Joe, what's going on? Listen, man, if you, want, if you want to jump in, it's still early. Let me know if you want the link. If you want the link, let me know. I'll send it over. Don't you play with me, Joe. What the hell did I just drop out of my pocket? Oh. Oh. That's what that was. But anyway, um, yeah, man. I uh shout out to the chat. What's going on, Cuzzo? Uh you got tune in the building. Joe, of course, who's trying to get out. Like I said, if you if you if you would like, if you got the time, I got about 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Um I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. This 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 was a hell of a second half against this team. RJ definitely struggled against the entire Heat team. I mean, mainly Jimmy Butler, of course. Um, he didn't look amazing, but like wh- how can you uh I guess I get my son up. <laughs> um yeah, it was exciting. Uh, I don't know. I don't even remember what I was saying, but it is what it is. Um, uh, shout out to my boy Hove. Hove is in the building. He says, uh, when it comes to quickly, Jordan said it best. The ceiling is the roof. <laughs> Listen, man, the kid is, I don't know what is going on. 
I don't know what's going on. Okay. Drop the link. Don't tell me twice. Do not tell me two times. See what we can do over here, man. Like, uh, don't play with me, Joe. Don't you play with me. But um, yeah, so quickly just tonight, uh, as um Cody read Cody, what's going on, Cody? His IQ looking nice, but he's still a six man though. Still a six man. I mean, I, I can't blame you. I can't blame you for feeling that way. I really can't. Um, you know, I just I, I think, like I said, he still has a lot of things to work on. I do think that. I do think he's improved. He's definitely improved. He's watching some of the greatest to, I can't say greatest, some of the best in the game at his position. Um, but if you talk about Chris Paul and um, uh, Chris Paul and what's the last guy? They did. The guy that shoots a lot, Stephen Curry. I'm just kidding. But he said he's been watching a lot of uh, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, um, a lot of um, Trey Young. Because, you know, he wants to emulate that and be able to draw fouls. I mean, they've adapted to it. I don't see why he can't do it. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I really am impressed with the improvements that he made, that he has made so far. Hold on. I'm trying to get this over. Uh, there you go, Joe. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, he's, he's made a, a hell of an improvement, man. I'm um, not going to lie, I'm at Mr. Game tuning the same piece. Okay, okay, yeah, man. You definitely missed a great one. You got to watch. You got to watch the second half. Led by the lineup was, I think it was quickly, um, McBride, Grimes, Taj, and Jericho. That lineup. I don't know what much they did bad. They just need they just needed time. And I in some way, shape, or form, I think that this team losing the way they did this year, um, and being in the position that they're in. Now Julius Randle is taking these uh these games, which is it's clear what's going on. Not to say he's not hurt, but he's not hurt. You know what I mean? Um but I think it just makes more sense for these guys to play. Uh, like I said, with the veterans not playing, a lot of these guys not playing, guys hurt, Kemba not playing. Um, you see an influx in minutes for, I mean, even quickly, but Grimes, Deuce McBride, and that's the best thing that could have ha happened because if we were on our way to the playoffs, these guys would not be playing. Simple as that. Unfortunately. Um, but uh, let's see. Uh, his energy, his energy is needed off the bench. Lou will 2.0. I mean, worst case scenario, yes, and I don't think that's a bad thing, you know. Um, worst case scenario for him to be um, your first guy off the bench, I would not, I would not hate that at all. Um, Ike's a shooting guard, bro, he can run the point for sure, but that's not a strong suit, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I agree. I just think he's making a case right now to prove otherwise, you know. Um, I don't think he's great at it, but I think he has a lot to learn. And listen, if they if they believe in him, if they're going to give him the keys, like I said, I think he fits in an offense where you're going to have a ball dominant wing like RJ. 
um, it makes more sense to have a guy like Quickly who can play off ball and still knock the shot down. Um, some some off ball gravity, some on ball gravity as well. I think he works. Do I see him as the starter going forward? I'm not saying that. I don't think so. But he's looked great starting. You know what I mean? Um, since, uh, I, well, actually, he hasn't started. He's still running Burks out there. But he's looked great. I mean, it's, it's if you watch the game down the line, the ball was in his hands. He was creating everything. He was making everything happen. And that's kind of what you want, you know, from um, – your your point guard to to be able to control the game um but you know that's just that's just what what he was able to do tonight i don't think he was forced with tasked with being a facilitator but neither is dame you know what i mean um but like i said the only i've always said the only way iq is a starter on a team that doesn't have a ball dominant wing is if he is of the Damian Lillard tier. That's the only way you can run a guy like that at the, at the one, to, in my opinion. Um, he said, I wish you would play more like Jay Crow. So, well, I mean, he wasn't a point guard either, but you could put him there for a little while, stretches, you know, for, for some stretches. But at the same time, he he's one of the best six mans of the year, you know, IQ. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. But at the same time, I do want to see, I mean, if we're not winning anyway, Let's see what happens. You know, in games like this against the best team in the Eastern Conference, I think that kind of it, it bodes well for him. You know, um, Cody says, how many assists, how many assists the IQ had? I think he had three. Like I said, he, was a, he, he wasn't tasked with being a point guard. He was more out there scoring because we needed points. We needed shots. We needed a shot maker. The kind of shots he took and made is – those of the guys that I mentioned earlier, you know what I mean? The big shots, not that you want him to be your point guard, but you know, the Trey Youngs, the Steph Curry's, the, the, the Damian Lillard's and those kind of guys who are going to take those tough shots in those moments. You got to have someone with the balls to do it. Um, is he on those guys level, especially not now. Um, I think anything's possible. If you look at the, the ascendance that RJ has had since his rookie year, no one thought he was ever going to be even the third best player on the team. There were people who were even, okay with trading him up until December, you know what I mean, um, of this year. So, you know, I, I just think that uh, I think IQ is young enough. He's only in his second year, and he's make, having big games like this towards the end of the year, um, before and after they decided to to stick with the plan. I mean, they're still talking about they have a chance to make the plan. I think they're supposed to say that, but, you know, it is what it is. But um, – Cody also says, Randall goes out and everything improves. It's really that simple, and that's all I'm going to say. I knew that point was coming from you, Cody. <laughs> I knew that point was coming. Um, I knew that point was coming, but I, I'm not mad at you for that because I, I, I've echoed those same sentiments. Without trying to get Miss Miss Kendra Randall mad at us over here at Garden Mix because we're just saying what everybody else is saying. But anyway, um, yes, that role is perfect for him, but Star J should be the point. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I mean. If you have a guy like RJ Barrett being um the main ball handler, you gotta have someone who's willing to play off ball. And IQ does that. He plays off ball very well. I mean, he does he's done it next to Burks. He's done it next to to Derek Rose earlier in the season last year. 
um, he's fine with coming off with, well, playing off ball. And I think that's very important to have when you have a guy like RJ. Um, you don't have a point guard who's going to get pissed off because he doesn't have the ball in his hands. He's going to sit there and wait for you to throw him the pass. And, you know, if I'm IQ, the better RJ gets, the more opportunity I have to to sit there and wait for him to not, you know, hit a hit a pass from the from the drive into the paint and I can just knock down threes all, all day, all day, all game long. Um, let's see. Oh, appreciate you. Dead on about your assessment. Appreciate you, bro. Um, then he said, hold up now. I've been saying he's our best player. Shaking my head. Now I've been saying he's our best player. Yeah. I mean, RJ is, RJ is our best player. I mean, that's my opinion because best player isn't just the skills you have. It's about your approach. It's about how everyone around the team uh, vibes with you, for lack of a better word. Um, but RJ has all of those qualities, and he's willing to get better, and he's willing to to give up, you know. Like, even after the game, you saw what RJ – you saw what RJ um, did with, with Quickly at the end. As soon as the buzzer rang, he ran right up to Quickly, and he's – hitting him in the chest, like, listen, like, you know, giving him that motivation, that, you know, uh, 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 that respect, because, you know, I, this was IQ's game. I don't, there's, no, there's no other way for you to say it. This was IQ's game. Um, and he did a great job doing what he was supposed to do down the line. Um, jury, jury is still out on IQ, for sure, for sure. We're not finna blame Julius. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. But oh, I, I think you might have been talking about Cody's comment. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, I agree with this. I want to see it for an entire season. Um, I want to see him in that role and how productive he can be. And like I said, he's gotten better from last year, and he's only been in the league two years. So at this point, I'm not mad at giving him the opportunity to to do that. If we don't get a good point guard or the point guards that we really want um, this summer. Because that's really all it takes for IQ to be our starter at this point. Because we don't know what's going to happen with Burks. Kemba's clearly not going to be here. Rose isn't going to be a starter if he is here. Um, so I think about my IQ, I'm, I, I make it my mission to prove to the front office and the coaches that this is the position you want me to be in at, as, as the, the lead guard, your, your, your point guard going forward so um yes shout out to king ribby salute chat hit those like buttons please just just pay us with a like appreciate that um cody <laughs> i'm not gonna say it because then i would be the one that said it so you can own that one cody i'll put you up on the screen with me you know uh <laughs> but yeah i mean we know what it is um, at this point. We're just talking about what we see. We're not hating on a guy who's perfectly fine. We're not hating on a guy who has a great attitude, who does everything he's supposed to, you know. But you know, um, that's that's just that's just my my opinion on it. I think that he is a good player, and it's also easy for you to see how. It's always easy to see how much 
he's affected by every single moment or and anything that happens. And I don't really like that. You know what I mean? I'll take this off the screen for you, Cody. Um, I don't like the fact that he wears his heart supremely on his sleeve. It's really, um, it's bad sometimes, um, but it is what it is. Sometimes you can't, um, <laughs> like I tease my brother and my cousin who, my co-host, shout out to, shout out to Dre and Rick. They haven't been here. They believe me hanging. Come on, guys. You guys need to get, get at them. When you, when you see him online, get at them. But anyway, I'm just kidding. Just, just, just kidding, guys. Um. They've had a lot going on the past two weeks. They were, like I said, their birthday. Rick's out celebrating his birthday tonight. So, um, but yeah, man, um, like I was saying, Julius is a Pisces, like my brother and cousin. <laughs> and you know when they're upset, they can't hide it. They just they don't know how to do that. Um, Cody says, I don't blame Julius. I blame Tibbs for allowing Julius to do what he does. Tibbs overhyped Randall and pumped his his head up, but Randall just got that. He's just not that guy. He's not a lead. He's not leading a team. That's just not him. I mean, I can't disagree with you, man. I think there was a lot that happened this season where I think Tibbs just said, I don't know what to do. I don't know how. He can't even hold him accountable anymore. He can't get to him. He got he, he got to him last year. Something must have happened between Tibbs and Randall because it's almost as if Tibbs acts like he's not there. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, he just acts like he's he's not around at all. Like, he, just, he, he barely comments on what he does unless he's asked to. Um, and if he does comment on it without being asked, he just makes a statement so that he's not obviously looking at, um, you know, he's not obviously speaking, you know, or just ignoring what, what Julius Randle does out there. Um, but, yeah. Let's let's see what else we got going here in the chat. Um, <laughs> Tibaho could run this fade. <laughs> He's got a bit of a fade himself. He needs a little bit more of it. Um, Randall is just soft. Wet tissue is harder than him. Can't be like that in New York. Hey, Amen. <laughs> oh man, you guys are going crazy. Bum sauce. I think I'm guessing. I'm guessing Wave is talking about Julius Randall. <laughs> he can't stand Julius Randall. Shout out Wave. Um, Randall's a very good player. He's just not that player. But th that's the thing. I don't mind having those guys on my team. The problem with Randall is he's not okay with not being that guy. That's my problem with Randall. Like, if he's not the number one guy, he has an attitude. And as my man Cody has said on this show, this very show, he said he has reportedly or allegedly, I should say, allegedly, he has left practice because there was or, or left the court during practice because there was games that he or plays that weren't ran for him in practice. And I just hope that's not true, man. But it sounds like something he would do. Like, I would like to not believe that, but it just <laughs> it sounds so like Julius. You know what I mean? And that's and that's that's very, very sad. Um, uh, CIA. Slash Hove says all our good coaches left because they didn't want to work with Tibbs. I don't think that's what it was. I think they all left for better opportunities. I mean, would you rather be an assistant coach or be a head coach out of college so that you can get yourself to that level of being a head coach in the NBA? And um, I think it just adds to your pedigree. Um, 
but I'm not going to deny that they didn't want to work with you. I don't think they left, especially Kenny Payne and um, Mike Woodson. I wouldn't. I don't think that they would go get hired by a, a, a college as a head coach because they didn't want to work with Tibbs. I think if they just didn't want to work with Tibbs, they would just go to another NBA team. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, Tibbs, we're going to have to figure something out. Um, Tibbs is scared of Randall, it seems. Yeah, for sure. It, I mean, what is he going to say to him that's going to get through to him? What do you – name something you guys think you can say to Julius Randall that he'll he'll receive and just be like, you know what, you're right. Does he look like that kind of guy? No, he just doesn't. Um, Shaw Power, salute, salute, salute. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you being here. Um, and Cody says he can't handle it. You're right. That's the that's the exact issue. And that's that's been my issue. But um gonna bring on my guy. Oh, Joe, is he ready? Is he ready? Let me know if he's let me give me a thumbs up when you're ready. <laughs> Give me a thumbs up when you're ready. I guess uh, Joe's ready to come over here and talk. <laughs> I bet you like Oreos. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. Um, So, going to bring in my guy, Joe, in here with us. Bro, oh. how, you doing? how you doing? Give me one second, y'all. Let me get my... My Bluetooth connected here. Okay. No problem. No problem. No problem. Um, let's get to these chats. Uh, I would I would tell Randall he needs a hot comb. <laughs> Look like a bunch of spiders <laughs> having a meeting up there. I think he really I think he really likes the natural look, or he's just embracing it or something. I think when Nick fans I think he knows we like when he gets his hair braided. And he like purposely just doesn't do it anymore, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? which is kind of weird. But shout out to the zero sugar Pepsi. It doesn't even taste like there's no sugar in there. But anyway, um, this <laughs> just can't ball. Man, I I wish I wish Julius could just ball. I wish he could. I wish it could just be about basketball. I really wish it could. You know what I mean? Oh, Cody, is that a request? I look like Cody's look well on the jump on. Listen, man. We got about... I'm probably going for another 25, 20, 25 minutes. Not too long. All right. Now I'm good. You good? Now there I'm good. Is. The levels is The levels is good. I got you. I got you in my ears now because I don't know what was going on before. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, this, you know, this, this app is a little... It's a little janky, bro. No, no, no. It's understandable. I know how that is. This is it acts really, really weird, especially when it comes to like the link. That just bothers me. Yo, like, and, and what I noticed is if you ain't been on in a while, mm -hmm. like when I would come on regularly, like my headphones will automatically just be connected. Yeah. But I had to actually go in to settings and like hit Bluetooth and hit it. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Like my Bluetooth was connected to my phone though. It just wasn't connected to the app. Oh wow. That's annoying. Like bro. I like I dropped out and I started a song and the song was playing through my headphone. But <laughs> I couldn't hear you through my headphones. 
anchor you guys are not anchor uh stream you guys got to get it together because this is this has been a little bit too difficult for us to figure this out consistently but um uh, only reason that happened to me before though that's the only reason i was able to figure it out oh because you knew what to do yeah yeah so tell me tell me how you feel about this game bro so i'm gonna just i i caught the last eight minutes you already okay. know what my schedule be, be looking like yeah yeah, yeah i already know so that yeah, was those the, are the, last the, eight. the most eight the most important eight minutes of the entire game when i i think it was like seven or eight minutes left yeah when i when i tuned in deuce had got the steal from lowry mm -hmm. and made the layup on the break made mm -hmm. it i think 92 89 that was when i tuned in mm. okay yeah but yeah man but they... bro this shit goes back to what i've been saying though man mm -hmm. i've been saying that this team needed to be faster, mm -hmm. more athletic, right? Yeah. And more length. And like we've seen all of that tonight. Like, yeah. Because we we have those things on our team. I was just saying in my live, I went live on TFE. I was okay. just saying that we don't, we never get to see all of our athletes play together. Nah, we just you see like I mean? one here, a sprinkle here. Yeah, sprinkle here. exactly. Yeah. It'd be like one athlete and then like Burks <laughs> and then like another one over there and then like Julius. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is weird because he looks like an athlete. That boy does not jump. He's not a, I don't think he's a terrible athlete. He's just not explosive, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Because that's the thing, like, like people say about RJ, he's like, not he's, crazy he's, athletic, but RJ is yeah. more, I think RJ is more explosive than he is athletic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because, you know, it's hard to see that. But RJ can get up for someone who's not crazy athletic. You know what I'm saying? He can get up. Like, even, yo, if you look at, you seen that rebound, Deuce Brad? That was crazy. Because he jumped over everybody. <laughs> he grabbed everybody. Like, and that you look was at a Deuce, moment. Yeah, it was. That was a huge rebound. Mm -hmm. You look at Deuce, man. You look at, like, Quentin Grimes. Like, these guys are bouncy as hell, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Grimes to get comfortable with his uh, his leg and everything, and just his rhythm again, so we can see him start to put together some, you know, because he's a he's a fast guy. He plays yeah, he, very very quick. Yeah, very good, great quickness. Mm -hmm. Great springs in his legs. Mm -hmm. I think that he jumped like a forty or forty one inch vertical at the combine, so which is, he could get up, which is believable. We've seen we've I've seen him do some things, especially before he got to the league. That showed that proved to me that he's pretty damn look, athletic. Yo, just look at the elevation on his jump shot. Yeah, every single time he jumps, he's like three feet in it. Yeah, he gets crazy <laughs> elevation on his shot. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I I just enjoy seeing these kids play fast and like free, man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, I mean, and, that's... And the... yeah, yeah, I know I'm cutting. I know I'm taking over. No, no, like... no, you're good. <laughs> now I realize there's like a literally a one second lag. So when I when it when I finish saying something, I gotta leave it for a second to see if you're gonna respond to it. Gotcha. But like that, the, all of that like athleticism shows up defensively. Like you watched how they were able to stay in front of the ball, right, mm -hmm. with the guys that they had out there. Right. The Knicks never stay in front of the oh, ball that way. But when you got Deuce out there and Grimes out there. And quickly out there and then rj eventually checked in like yeah those guys yeah with obi 
Like those yeah. guys could stay in front of the ball and mm-hmm. prevent all of that craziness when the Knicks are scrambling around trying to get. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing. Like there was a few plays tonight that. What's going on, Cody? How you doing, bro? Oh, no volume. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There it is. Yeah, what up? What up, big country? Just chilling, man. <laughs> How you? I'm good. But um, what'd you say? I said everybody good. Am I on um, breaking up? No, nah, no, nah, you good. Nah, you, you good. You good. You good. Uh, what was I saying? Um, I was just about to say. Uh, you had just said something like that reminded me of something that happened during the game uh what'd you just say repeat what you said again if you remember what you said <laughs> don't, you don't remember it's fine don't worry about it um, um oh I, I talked about how they were able to stay in front of the ball oh yes there was a few plays two plays in particular earlier in the game you probably missed it because you were you you know you were working where Somehow Evan Fournier gets gets stuck on Jimmy Butler. And instead of staying between him and the rim, he's like over Jimmy's back while Jimmy's facing the rim. And they're like on the baseline. And I'm like, why? Why are you giving? And then he points to Obi and says, come to this side. And I'm like, why are you not on that side? What is the point of being behind him? Like, he cannot stay in front of anybody. <laughs> it's kind of bad. You know what I mean? And it's Yo, the the but, difference is night and day when you have somebody like Grimes or 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 McBride on this guy. But yo, if you look at like historically, like he's kind of graded out as like an average NBA defender. Mm-hmm. Like to me, this yeah. is the first year where he's been like bad. Trying, trying. <laughs> oh, like, oh, you mean like looking bad? He's yeah, been like yeah. really bad this year. But then he's had moments where you're like, wait, what? Like oh, <laughs> you're like oh. <laughs> so you so you can't move your feet. I think it's his knees, bro. I think he's like scared. What's wrong with his knee? Fournier, he's just not uh, in. He's not in a situation where he's happy, man. And it affects his play, like a lot of players. You think he's not team. happy. I don't think anybody on our team's happy right now. I don't agree with that. I don't. I wouldn't. I think these young I think guys. That, I are think happy. that they're not. They might not be happy with number thirty. But I think that they like each other. I mean, no, nah, it's not even a, a shot at him. Oh, no, it's not even that. I'm not talking about, like, the players we have. Would you be happy with being a 10th, 11th seed when you're projected to be a 5th? Oh, no, 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 no. You're not happy. You're not happy with the with the, yeah, with the wins like, and losses. Nah, I, I don't think, like, our team has issues within the players outside of Randall. But, you know what I'm saying, yeah. that's a whole other story that I really don't even feel like talking about Randall. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> How everything is with the team right now, there's there's nothing to be happy about. That's what I'm saying. Oh no, with Fournier, yeah. the way he's being used, it's like he's able and capable of doing more than what he does. Oh so yeah, when you're absolutely. Not, mm-hmm. Like when you're not playing your game, it affects your entire game because his game is not see, defense, like you said. Did you see the press conference uh, the other night after he broke the record? No. Uh, I did. They, I did. So they asked him like about you know breaking the record and hitting all those threes, and he talked about how exactly what you said. Uh, it's a different role for him because, but the reason why he said it makes sense too, though. He said it's a different role for me because we have guys that do the things that I've done. That I've done, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. in my career. So my role is more of a catch and shoot guy. 
And I mean, yeah, I mean, but to be fair, it's not him, but I mean, I still take his 40% from three. Oh, I love on Fournier. Like, I, I mean, it's a questionable fit, and it's definitely a questionable contract because of the production that we've gotten, but I've been a fan of it. I mean, you've heard me back him up, and, and like, I honestly believe he's a part of our future, but we've got to use him the right way for him to, to like, make the contract look worth it, basically. Do you, yeah, do you, you know? Go yeah, go ahead, Cap. I was, I was going to ask, do you think, uh, Cody, do you think he's suited to be a starter on this team? A successful no. Yeah, I mean, he could be. We're talking about a guy that's actually capable of shooting 43 to 45% from three. He actually, mm-hmm. you know, got hot and was actually able to run. Because he's somebody that would nonstop run. I mean, we're talking about running five, ten miles probably in, in a game. You know, like, he don't stop when he's on offense. He does a lot of standing around in New York. And, like, that's mm-hmm. – Everybody does a lot of standing around in New York. And that that kills things. Standing in basketball kills momentum. That's something that I like preaching to kids. You know what I'm saying? Never if your feet still, you're lacking. And if you're you're missing an opportunity to, to create or do something. I mean, like even if you're just floating back and forth on the baseline or, or anything, I mean, just move. Like don't stand still. Because when you stand still, nothing happens. Makes it easy to guard a statue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like anybody can guard somebody that's not moving. But when you when you make the defense move, moving five feet changes everything. If you're the person guarding you comes anywhere, like if he takes a step out of where he is, the entire defense has to rotate. If not, you just created a hole because you moved. And like oh, that's yeah. why if we had more movement on this team, RJ's gonna have more holes. IQ's gonna have more holes. Randall's gonna have more holes. And that's one of the issues we have is they're running into walls. I couldn't agree more, bro. Like I wish that there was some more motion in this offense. Yeah, there's not a lot. Not a lot with, at all. With, with, with the guys that we have playing now, you know, the motion is being created because, you know, they're young and they're able to beat guys. Like, yeah. what, what Quickly's doing right now, I never – one of my criticisms of him was that, like, you know, if there was no screen, you know, he couldn't beat a guy. Yeah. Off the dribble. And, like – He's he's he's, he's doing it. The now. last few weeks, he's putting that to bed. Like, yeah. I mean, even early in the season, before he hit a slump, made Maxi scrub the ground. He I remember. No, really. see, and he has those. Like, you see, remember what he did to uh, Raul Neto last year? Neto last year. Yeah. But like, he's beating guys now and getting all the way to the basket and finishing and finishing. Like that's, that's, that's something the that thing. we we were screaming for last year. Yeah. Because he would always. Stop short of the basket and shoot a floater, or something like that. Like right. we're seeing, what we're seeing right now is it's very different. And Cody, I don't know if he's a starter or a, a six man or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I will mm-hmm. say this though, I mean, he could that start. kid with that kid with all of his swagger and just his confidence and his belief in himself. Like I can't Nathan. say what he is. Like I feel like he is, he could be whatever it is that he wants to be. And we talked about it, Cap, that like if he doesn't, if his, I'm not saying that he has to be this guy, but mm-hmm. if his skill set and like his game is not like Dane Willard or something like that, yeah. then, you know, like he's pretty much useless. Yeah. But to me, like I feel like he could be a poor man's type of game. But a better defender. 
Yeah, I mean, he has the size to be a better defender than, um, especially the arm length, the, just just his length in general. Yeah, the, the wingspan is the wingspan is spooky. Yeah, you see how sometimes he just gets into passing lanes and and it just just nicks it just because he has just a, a few extra inches on his arms than most guys his size have. You know what I mean? And and I think that, like I said, I don't know if he's a starter or a bench player just yet. I think right now, or based off of what we he came in as and how last season ended, I you couldn't move me off of the fact that he was a backup point guard or two yeah. guard or whatever. 100%. I mean, Either way, he was a backup combo guard. But this year, within the last 15 and 16 games, he's proved that he has the potential to be a starting guard next to RJ. I'm not saying around the league. But next to RJ, or he, somebody like somebody like RJ, somebody that or somebody can like RJ, multiple right. places IQ could start. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't think IQ is capable of starting. I'm just saying like the presence he has and the swagger that you just mentioned, like that's New York made. Like that is that's what yes, we represent. So I mean, like yes, when sir. he comes off you know, the bench, it's just I love it. I like to see that spark because I mean, coming off the I, bench, I like don't him hurt off the. Him. I I do like him off the bench. I'm not gonna lie. I just don't want to change but, that. Like. We always have that to depend on. And I see a lot of AI in here, too. If he ever got, like, completely efficient to where, like, he's hitting his mid-range, hitting his threes, hitting his free throws, which he always hits free throws, but can mm-hmm. just consistently doing what he's doing right now, I mean, who's to yeah. say this kid couldn't score 20, 25 points a game? I mean, he's I got agree. that ability. I think I agree. If, if we get the Miles McBride we got tonight consistently, which I think is very, very possible, um, because he didn't really drop that many points. It was just more about his presence out there and and, and his assist, and just doing the 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 smart basketball play more often than not. If he's going to be playing at that level, I'm okay with IQ being our starter in that case. Because yeah, we do like what he brings off the bench. But if there needs to be a point, a, a space for Miles, I think that's the right spot to have him in the backup because. If Quickly's the backup, let's put it let's put it like plain. If Quickly is our backup, there's not much room for for McBride. It's just not. I mean, especially if you got a point guard that is an actual point guard here next year, and not a Kemba Walker who's out every now and then and not playing a lot of minutes in the second half of games. And, and you have Rose to be back. Yeah, Rose will be back. Maybe. Rose, maybe. No, I, I think, think Rose will be, be back. I mean, he's summer. got two years left on his deal. Yeah, but there's a lot of talk about if Tibbs, which I know they say Tibbs is coming back. So, like, that's the only reason that I'm skeptical to say what I'm about to say. But, like, all signs point to Rose being out there. Not that we want him gone, but that he might I I wouldn't get rid of him. I think that he's still got a whole lot in the tank when he's healthy. I mean, we've seen it. Like, there's a lot left in that. I think it's more about opportunity with that. I think that's the only reason why they might be I think Rose wants the championship. Yeah, and that's I think. Yeah, I think the he staff respects one. him enough to give. He him does that deserve job. one. Yeah, he does deserve one. Yeah, I I wouldn't. When and, you put it like that, Cody, I, you 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 got a, a strong point because I yeah. do think that. I mean, I just heard some I, things that had me leaning that way. Because I mean, I'm a Rose I, fan. I always have been. Like, how can you not be? Look what he was doing in Chicago. I mean, like if you right. like basketball, you gotta love that. But mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, he wants a ring badly and. We don't know how much longer he's going to be able to play. So, I mean, right. So they're going to try to get him somewhere where he can, you know, see if he Maybe. can help a team make, you know, make a championship run. 
Um, and I wouldn't be I'm mad in at LA that. right now. Change this thing. If he was in LA and healthy right now, I mean, that's what they need. That that's everything. exactly what they need. Yeah. He he needs that. I mean, he's played with with LeBron before, and it didn't really end well. I think everybody got shipped out that season. Um, but yeah, I think but it was a completely different dynamic. Then. He was in a different place. Yeah, yeah. at that point in his career, he was still like that's trying to figure out like injuries. Yeah, yeah, and trying to figure out how to change his game. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he wasn't right in the head. I mean, we've seen what happened. We've seen why he, when, he <laughs> when, when he was here. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that was that was his next stop from here. He went to yeah, Cleveland. So which he didn't want to be in New York the first time around. The, he didn't. No. The, the crazy part was though, like he didn't play bad for us. Like the numbers, at least. You know what I mean? A game or something like that. Sixteen point six, I think. Like there were other there were some other things that were bad. To be honest with you. Like, he didn't seem like he really cared to play defense at all, like, even a little bit and stuff like that. But, like, he was still scoring the ball. I don't know. I wish it worked out the first time, but I'm glad that he had this little run here with us the second time around. Yeah, I mean, I think he needed that redemption for himself. Definitely. Um, I think Nick fans have already let bygones be bygones. Yeah, they they they've let you know they let that go. I mean, at the end of the day, they knew that it wasn't personal. Um, it, none nothing of what he went through was directed at New York. I just think he was really just going through a, a serious um, change uh, in his life at that time. <clears throat> and then yeah, that the year he had gone through too, legal. Right? Yeah, and he had the the like you know to go further on that point. Like I was just about to say, he. Uh, was dealing with the the court issue when he first came here with that that case with the, with the girl and all of that and that that was something mm-hmm. that I'm sure like just really messed him up because it really I showed forgot him. about that yeah I mean yeah, it was you bad, spoke it was, on that numerous times how it, how it put him into a depression yeah yeah so there was a lot he was dealing and that was literally the start of Derrick Rose coming in like he didn't even get mm-hmm. to play yet and that's what he was dealing with I think before we actually traded for him that was something that was coming out or something like that. We would get a player that's like got something yeah, like we had him and Rose negative going and on. Like, we had him and, or KP um, and Rose. I mean, KP yeah. both were battling rape charges. And then and then uh, Derek Fisher. I was yo. That's that was that yo. was gonna be my next point. Yo, we always get those point. guys with like those kind of issues, man. Like, and I'm I'm glad that, like I said, I'm glad he was able to redeem himself. Um, Derek but Fisher's out here ducking. Ducking Matt Barnes. Ducking Matt Barnes. Where, where, where <laughs> the heck has he been? Where has he been since? Who knows, yo? He's he's disappeared I'm, off the face of the I'm about to look him up on IG, yo. <laughs> he's probably somewhere with his beautiful wife on the beach somewhere. I would but, I'm um, not mad at him. I wouldn't be mad at him. But um let's talk about some of these numbers real quick before we get out of here. Um RJ, like I was saying earlier, he struggled. He was tossing that three pointer up because he really couldn't get to the basket early. Um but he ended up five for 17, two for 10. I mean, if you look at it, he shot most of his shots from behind the arc. Um, Didn't he have a huge game against Miami last time he played him? Yeah, 46. 46. Yeah, 46, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, so. I do think that's what caused them to to lock down on him so much this game. Yeah, they weren't letting that happen again. They weren't. And not only that, they didn't have the distraction of Julius Randle there to, to, to who has a little bit more gravity than anybody else he would be playing with tonight. But they made it work tonight without him. Um, even though RJ didn't have a great game, and that was because these young guys got to have the opportunity 
and to have the rhythm out there. Um, Obi Toppin, six for ten from the field, two for four from three. That's let's talk about the three point shooting from Obi. Yo, Toppin. these all the these other fucking numbers don't really mean much to me. Not that fifteen and eight doesn't mean much to me, but the three that he's actually knocking down now because it's been what damn near two years that he's been standing outside there and we're all asking why is he out there and, and this the thing that <laughs> the thing that really bothers me is like i always watch him and i'm like is there a worse corner three-point shooter than Obi Toppin <laughs> in the nba like most nba players knock that corner three down right i think the league average is like 40 percent from the corner yeah, like it's a relatively easy shot for NBA players. Yes, yeah, and this guy is like shooting air balls, bro. Over the rim. Yes, like thing. what is what is up. happening? <laughs> and what is going on? But the last few games, he's been like fifty percent from three, and it's like, wh- what is going on here? Because if he, if Obi Toppin can stretch the floor consistently, let's just say thirty percent. No, as no. low as that sounds, just just listen. Yeah, just listen. That's not good enough. As low as it sounds, that is miles higher than what he shot so far. What yeah, is right. right now, like 22, 23? Right. This is exactly my point. He's at 23. For a guy that, but hold on, hold on. The reason why I'm going to push back on Because that he doesn't lot, shoot a lot of threes. <laughs> he doesn't shoot a lot. So no, but, 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 but hold on, bro. Great. No, no, not when the majority of your threes come from the corner, bro. Like you gotta, you gotta shoot that in the mid thirties, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta shoot that in. I mean, if you give him, if all right, if Obi is shooting, let's say he's not shooting great, but he's shooting around 33 percent. Would you take that? Yeah, I would take it with everything I, else that he brings. I would you. want it, but I would take it. I mean, we're yeah. stuck with him right now, so I'll take right. anything better. I, I feel like this kid needs to be at like 39 percent from the corners. And whatever he does above the break, whether it's thirty-two percent or thirty-one percent above the break, I'll take it, bro. But do you know how should, hard it is to jump from twenty-two percent to thirty-eight percent from three? That no, I just said I just said the corner. The oh, the corner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And this like I said, I'll take okay. I'll take if I could get thirty-one or thirty-two percent above the break, I'll take it, bro. But okay. he's got to hit that. He shoots. He's always open in the corner. He has to make that shot, man. <laughs> He's always I mean, I, over from the corner, yeah. He's bro, ready. like we can't keep. I'm not gonna go into a third year watching him shoot like that moon ball from the corner. That has nobody, no chance for a reason. Yeah, That's I mean, he's, well, he's gotta, he's gotta, he's gotta make, make them guard him. He's gotta make them. He's exactly. gotta make them guard him. And I think that's we need to flip them this summer for in a sign and trade, though. Honestly, all right. Put it like, put, put it like this. Right? If we did that, it mm-hmm. would put us into the luxury tax sooner. And we need to get into the luxury tax so we can start spending the big money. Okay, fair enough. I wouldn't. Now, listen, I'm not completely against making a smart move involving one of our young players. I'll say it that way. Oh, um, not one of our young players. I mean, NBA young. I mean, <laughs> you talk about his age. Damn, he's not, he's not Cody. He's, he's he's really taking the shots because he didn't he just turn twenty four. Obi's like my yeah, age, bro. Come on, come on, B. All right, let's move <laughs> off of Obi. This is... <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I'm not done with Obi though. Nah, he I'm not done with Obi, bro. <laughs> he said he's my age. <laughs> yeah, I'm not done with Obi though. Like, hear me out, bro. Uh, if, if Obi, I, I've always said though that I'm a long term believer in the shot. 
I believe that he will at some point shoot that three ball better. Mm-hmm. Like if, overall, what do you what do you think he's gonna be at when he's got it got it together? Like at his best, I would say that he could, yeah, he could definitely get to 35, 36% and be respectable. Okay. Really average. Because his form is amazing. His form is freaking amazing. If you look yeah, the at form it, doesn't look bad. Yeah. For someone who's a a a, a a freaking high flyer at the four position, his form is very, very good for someone who who, who plays if, who runs the floor that if, he does. If he gets the thirty five, looks like it should though, go in more than it does. Yeah. If he gets the thirty five percent, like he's like a, a legit NBA player. If he gets, I mean, look at what he's already doing around the three today. point. Yeah, I don't know. That's the question: Is defense and rebounding heavy? Uh, I think that his defense has been far better than what scouts advertise it to be. I'll tell Especially, you that. Yeah, upon entry to the league, they didn't think he was going to be a great defender at all. Any, they didn't any, think he could. They didn't he think did. he could play any defense. Yeah, they said his hips, the hips, his hips were too high. The hips, the the hips movement was crazy that year. They're like, yo, he's not going to play good defense because I can tell in his hips. I'm like, all right. It was, it, was, it was crazy. Like, maybe you got to start doing some salsa or something. I don't know. <laughs> Obi kind of looks like he, he 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 has more footwork than we think he does. Um, But he, he still he still brought down eight rebounds tonight in 20, 26. And 11 rebounds yesterday. And, yeah, 11 rebounds yesterday. I think he's athletic enough to do it consistently. Um. I just think he needs the minutes. Um, and this is what, what I was going to say earlier when it came to the trade OB conversation, because I don't I don't want to get there. I don't want to jump to that boat just yet. But I think we need to handle the, our big fish first when it comes to that, which is we got to figure out what we're going to do with Julius. We got to figure out number 30, bro. We got to figure out what we're going to do with Julius. Um, if he's going to stay. got to go, but we're not going to get anything for him. Right. They're going to have to get desperate with that move. They're going to have to let him go for Damn near pennies at this point, and, and it's really not a bad move, regardless. That contract he's on, I mean, like, if we was to trade him this offseason, it would be basically like Julius Randle's going to another team and signing a four year, 117 million dollar yeah. deal because it just he, it so kicks like, in this summer, it kicks, it kicks in this summer or next year or whatever. Like, so, that's crucial, man. He's not a 30 million dollar a year player, he's not a he's not a 30 million dollar a year player, and I think the league knows that, and people are going to be we- very weary about taking on that contract. It's going to be a very difficult task to get that contract. You remember what I said, though? Like, the problem is him is not him having the year that he's having, mm-hmm. right? The biggest issue is, like, last year he had the best year of his career, and it's not even close. Right. And then he went back to, to revert. You, to he didn't revert back. This he reverted back to the worst. He Yeah, he reverted back to the worst version of himself, like, yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And now it's like you kind of don't believe that he could even get anywhere remotely close to what he did last year because there's really no track record. Like Steph is having a down year by Steph standards, right? Like Steph yes, Curry, he's having a down year by by Steph standards. Like by his standards, shoot, yeah. yeah, he's not shooting it as well as he has pretty much his whole but career. He's also but like over the thirty mark. No, but but him, yeah. He is, but in AJ, yeah. do you doubt that he could bounce back and have like a no. phenomenal year last year? None of us no, doubt no, that. I still have because, nightmares about playing against Curry. I don't want to talk about him. Yeah, because <laughs> he's the track record, bro, is like you know that like Julius doesn't have there's no evidence 
that he could ever do that again. Yeah. Or even like come close to what he did. Like he carried the Knicks last year. You were the main one last year saying that you didn't think he was going to be able to follow it up because of the kind of shots he was making last year. Yeah, he was making some ridiculous shots. Unrealistic shots. Just unrealistic. No in the arena, man. They're practice shots. That, yo, yeah. that baseline, that baseline fadeaway from the right baseline, I think he was the best shooter from the right baseline in the NBA last year. Mm-hmm. He shot yeah, something crazy. Like not he shot yeah. something like 47% from that. You know that little crazy fadeaway yeah. where you're like, how is that going in every time? Yeah, every single time. Like, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> that and, shot was – and he, he, he doesn't even shoot it this year. Like, he no. doesn't even attempt it this year. It's gone. It's, it's not even in his arsenal. That 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 episode of um, Nick's Film School with uh, Shannon Fry. Shout out to Nick's Film School, by the way, and Macri. But the inter- the interview with Macri and Shannon Fry, Fry was saying that. He said that he was like, "Listen, man, like the fans, not the fans, not being there, <laughs> that makes more of a difference than you think it does." And, and, and who was the the number one person saying that? Uh, it was it was Dobbs. Yeah, Dobbs was saying the, that last the, year. The rad, the rad Hatter kept saying, yeah. "This is great, this is great," but I need to see him do it with fans in the arena. He and you saw what happened when there were crazy fans in the arena during the playoffs. And even I was like. Yeah, but you know, like these guys play in front of fans all the time. He played at Kentucky. I tried to brush it under the rug. Yeah. Man, was this dude right? <laughs> it was bad. It's and and that's the thing. Like the difference was night and day as they started to let the fans back in the arena. It was like, ah, he's not as good, but we're still winning. Okay, cool. We'll take it. Because if you realize, if you remember going into the playoffs, like it was he wasn't like playing amazing going into the playoffs last year. It was kind of like we were a little bit worried because we started to see that towards the end of the season. Yeah, towards the end of the season, teams started to guard us a little bit differently. And the Hawks was like, okay, we see it. We know exactly what we're going to do. And And they knew exactly what they wanted to do. And they knew exactly what they wanted to do. They definitely understood the assignment. Yeah, it was very – it made me very nervous a little bit when I seen that press conference with Clint Capella. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they asked Clint – you know, because Julius torched them during yeah. the season. I think he averaged like 38 a game against them in the mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. And they asked him if, you know, how are they going to stop them? And he said with kind of a a, a, a smile, we got like, plan, like, the yeah. cat, like the cat that ate the canary. He's like, yeah. I think we got a pretty good idea how to stop yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And they, it, watched it, the shit, was... they watched a shitload of film, bro. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you don't need to watch much film. Yo, I mean, if you really look at it, especially last year with, with Nerlens Noel being our main center, what was he going to bring in terms of offensive spacing for Julius Randle? Yeah. Yo, and I mean, and he can't thing, catch an alley. And Julius and another thing that, that and I spoke about it this year, earlier in the season I spoke about it, and the Hawks realized it. Mm-hmm. So when Julius goes right, he's not going right to drive. Like, he's, he's going right to go to a pull-up. Yeah. And if you look at the way the Hawks defended him, like they pretty much forced him right, and when he went right, Capella would be right there, bro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and when Capella goes like that, you're not seeing over him. Like, yeah, because <laughs> I talked about Julius. Like Julius doesn't have like the prototypical length that a lot of power forwards have. He has a so short arm. Sure, he, when he, he gets, have the same size arms as, as quickly. When he <laughs> gets doubled, when he gets doubled on that baseline or anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he can't just throw the ball like Anthony Davis could just throw a pass over the right because he's damn near seven feet and he has long ass arms. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't so, know. I, I, I just, I just, to me, I don't. And here we are talking about Julius Randle on a night where he didn't even play. But I'm not. Y'all I, got that. I'm just chilling. No, nah, yeah, no, nah, I know. We're, we're giving you a break. We're, I'm done we're, with we're, it, bro. <laughs> I just at this point, um, I'm ready to see what these young guys have. Like, if just watching that unit that was in the game play without, um, even without RJ and and Obi in there. Um, and it was only Taj and, and 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 Jericho, but Jericho had a hell of a game tonight. Very, very important in being in the right place a few times. I'm excited um, about him. Yeah, I'm very, very excited about Jericho Sanders. Bro, He's going to be very, very good. Some of the rebounds that this guy be coming up with. And he, he jumps like, like 90 feet in the air to get it. I'm like, <laughs> how did he get that rebound? Like, he was out of position. He was completely boxed out, and he literally and he just jumped over the guy's head. <laughs> like, we like, thought, we no, thought no, that no. Mitch – we thought when we seen Mitch, like, Mitch is, like, a crazy athlete. Mm-hmm. This kid has got, yeah. like, rockets in his legs. He, yeah, he's got it. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think the difference between he and Mitch in their rookie year is the college experience. Yeah, because definitely. Mitch had none. Mitch had none and, at all. None. And this kid's 23. 23, like, and he's – He's just now getting to the league, uh, and I think Mitch Mitch knows, man. Mitch knows, but at the same Mitch time, was real rusty his rookie year too. He hadn't played basketball mm-hmm. in like two, three years at that point, other than yeah. a couple of little practices. Mm-hmm. And and now really only jumping. been playing basketball for four years at that point. He yeah, playing basketball yep. to high school. Exactly. I was just about to say that. That was gonna be my next thought. So like, we talking about a raw, time. raw dude. Yeah, and he was always he in foul trouble people. because he he had no NBA stamina. He didn't even have college stamina at that point. So but he barely got NBA stamina. <laughs> I know for real. That's where he's still lacking. Man, if he could get in shape though, like we I mean, we gotta keep him because the sky's the limit for Mitchell. But yeah. if he could get in shape, this kid really can shoot. Like that's not a fluke. Those workout videos is not a fluke. I don't understand his free throw issues, like that part don't make sense. But he really would come down to high school and pull up pull up threes. You no, know I, I've like, watched his high I've yeah. watched his high school. He shot yeah, like forty percent from three in high school, bro. Smooth. I, the only thing about like... the three point shoot, the three point shot with Mitch, with me, is if you had it in your arsenal that much, I I want to see you pull up from midi at least. I've I've never seen him pull up. But if ever. you're being told, or well, not just told, but it happens. You're getting yanked from the game every time you make a mistake. Are you going to shoot the midi when you're being told not to? But the but... thing is, is that he's played for like two to three different coaches. But so I, I also I, feel I like all of them have have been coaching him the same way. You know what I mean? I, think I also feel been, like Tibbs like Tibbs don't really have a short leash with him. I don't think though, because he does all kinds of dumb shit out there, and Tibbs don't take him out. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we don't have nobody to put in for him though. That's the thing. Nerlens yeah. out or mainly out. And get we got I mean, I wouldn't want to put I wouldn't want to put Nerlens in anyway. <laughs> So, okay, we're not gonna get you started on Nerlens. Bro, I don't. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna get mad. I'm gonna get mad, bro. I'm gonna get. Oh. He's gotta go. There's gonna be a lot of. He has you gotta to come back to this another day and do like. Like I think I hate Nerlens. Like, I think I hate Nerlens. How Cody hates Julius. Like, I, I really don't. don't, Randall, don't man. I got love for Randy. <laughs> I don't know, bro. That comment you left earlier said a lot. To <laughs> you can kick rocks, but that's not bad. <laughs> I wish him nothing but success. I really do. Like, I want him to be good. I just, just want yeah, him he, to be good somewhere else. Co- yeah, yeah. Cody said he want to send him and Miss Randall off. Randall Patrick. Yeah. Bye. See y'all. What, 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 what Kendra do? 
we, we I, I want to keep Kyden though. She never, keep, yeah, I want to keep Kyden. Y'all could go keep let, let, let Kyden stay here. I yeah. mean, all she did was defend some bullshit, and now look what the fuck she did. That's really what she did. She defended some bullshit. Because if yeah. you're really being honest, anyone watching this can see that there's an issue with Julius, guys. Like, come on. Like, don't even... There's you, there's no way that she could watch her husband <laughs> make an ass out of himself <laughs> time and time again. Time and time again. And try to fucking convince me <laughs> that she thinks it's okay. No, no way. There, there's no way, bro, that on the ride home, she's just like, dude, really? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, babe, you know you didn't really have to do that. And he looks like the type of person that will just sit there quiet and, like, and just yeah, suck whatever. whatever, Whatever, yo. You know, and that's the thing. There's no responsibility. And that's, I don't like that about people. If you mess up and you can come to tell me like, yo, I messed up, cool. Because at this point, now I can forgive you and feel cool, feel good about it. Like, all right, maybe this guy does have it. Just, just he might, his screws might, might not be as loose as I thought they were. But Julius is the kind of guy who will like probably throw a punch at somebody and still blame them for him throwing the punch. And I'm like- You ran into my fist. You ran into my fist, bro. Like, what, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing that bothers me is like, there's zero responsibility taken uh, of any of his, of his actions. Not to say that he's always wrong. I think I do think there's situations where he's gotten a lot of slack where he could have, you know, he, we, we could have gave him a break, but that's what happens when you play in New York. But if you can't handle it, then you can't handle it. Don't take it personal or get mad at us because you can't handle the pressure of playing in New York. You and everyone else can't handle it. I, I swear to you, the only player that's come here on his own that had that has been able to handle the pressure was Carmelo Anthony. Even though he didn't really get an opportunity to in stat before he got hurt, in stat before he got hurt. Yeah, I was gonna but say those that. guys, but those guys were they're built, bro. They're, they're, yeah, they're those crazy. guys. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted this. They're not just they're not just crazy. Like those guys were animals, bro. Yeah. Yeah, like sure. Julius wishes that he could be half the player that either of those guys, either were. of those guys, especially Melo, because you know he looks up to Melo. I think they trained together before last season, which is why I think that had a lot to do with the type of season that he had because he was doing a lot of Melo. No, I'm, 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 I'm going with I'm going with um with with, with Dobbs on this one, bro. What? It was the fans, yo. Yeah. I, it's, it had to be the fans. Like, it has to be the fans. I just... I don't think it had anything to do with Melo. Nothing like that, no, bro. I think I, he did unlock a part of his game. Melo did help him unlock a part of his game that wasn't wasn't there before. I he want was, him to put that part of his game back in the box. <laughs> well, no. The only way to get that Randall back is to take the fans out, though. Like That's it, he, yeah. That's it's it. just... It's not going to happen. But he it's can't... Not. I don't even talk about it. Yeah, the only person that still believes in Julius Randall... It's Keith Turner. <laughs> <laughs> nah, there's a lot of Randall Freak. Huh? They hate shout out, me. shout out to shout out to Keith Turner, yeah. Shout out to Keith Turner. Yeah, man. he must even though he, must even though he doesn't he, give a shit about me, even though I've never done anything to him. Shout out to Keith Turner. Yeah, he don't like you. For, but for what, he, we've never had a runner, and he doesn't like me. At all. Yeah, he don't like you, man. Like, you just got like, that. You just got that. You just got that kind of. You just got that kind of face, bro. Yeah, I gotta put yeah man. Face. It is what it is. I'll take it. 
He can try to punch his face. <laughs> I think he wants to punch everybody though. He's just an angry dude. Yeah. He's an angry guy. Like, yo, I was I was literally talking to him the other day. We were talking about Julius's contract. And he kept saying, and I've heard I've been watching him say it for a couple of days now. Mm-hmm. Julius took less to come here. Julius took less. Oh, yes. Sir. And I'm like, I ha- I always have to clear this up. <laughs> so to all you that are listening, Julius did not take less. No. Julius took the max that the he max. was eligible for mm-hmm. that offseason. Julius could have gotten more if he bet on himself this season, which I'm sure he's happy he didn't. This summer, he could have got more, but he took what was he was able to get this yeah. summer. So because he didn't he do us a through. favor. Mm-hmm. He did himself a favor because mm-hmm. deep down, he probably knew, he knew there's he no way in up. hell. Yeah. That I'm gonna be able to do better than that. Nope. He knew. I think the, it, I think it was clear as day to him that once the playoffs came around, he was like, Yeah, I don't think I don't think uh if that's how the league is gonna be playing me from now on, let me take this money now. And I and I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him for taking that money. I'm going to be honest. Same way I didn't blame Melo for taking the money and coming back the second hey. time. And you couldn't even be mad at the Knicks for paying them. No, like they had to. They, they did right by them. But, but it's not even that. Like the Knicks obviously are trying to build something, right? Mm-hmm. Like and last year, forget about like how he played. Like for the most part, like he was on his best behavior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For the like most part, and yeah. yeah, and there was really no no major issues in the locker room and. Honestly, I mean, you would watch his press conferences last year. He seemed like mm-hmm. a pretty fun guy to be around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the big brother like, of the team last year. Like, this year, though, like... I, year I know what it was, I know exactly what it was. I know exactly the, what it was. The Knicks could not have seen, like, this coming, where I think it was... Was It, it wasn't Fred Katz. Who was before Fred Katz? Um, um, for the Athletic. What? Was it Steve Popper? No, it wasn't Steve. Popper. No, it wasn't Steve Popper. It was um, he, he, I think he's doing like finance or something like that for the athletic. It's not Bondi. But, not Bondi. I hate when I can't remember names. Yeah, I know because I know who you. You know exactly. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Borkinov. Yes, Mike, Mike Borkinov. Mike Borkinov. Yes. Mike Borkinov said that this was before he switched. And Fred Cat stepped in because mm-hmm. he was still covering the Knicks. Yeah, like at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. Mike Vorkanov said the difference between Julius last year and this year. He said he is a completely different person. Mm. Completely different wow. person. Yeah, same thing. I've been here. Yo, and I, I have. In my opinion, it was watching the whole Kemba Walker introduction and just how they damn near were trying to give Kemba the keys after that. And I don't think that sat right with him at all because it was it was painfully obvious. I mean, if you even if you look at the videos that they were putting out when Kemba Walker was signed and then the commercial when he had the new jersey, the new city edition jerseys, he was oh. the one who broke. Man, that. 
he could not handle that shit. And I know for a fact it bothered him. There's no way you're what gonna a, but what a what what type of sucker do you gotta be, bro? For to watch Kemba come home. Home. What did you expect? And, and how could you be mad at that, yo? Like what type of hold on? Bro. If you're not from here, uh, you won't get I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna try not, not to go don't get it. Bro, I'm gonna try not to go Schwinny here. Yeah. But like, what type of shitty person? <laughs> that it, you said exactly how you, you would have said it too. Do you have to be, bro, to like watch Kemba literally like have this homecoming and not mm-hmm. have like this warmth in your heart, like and yeah. feel good for him and yeah. be happy for him? Like, mm-hmm. how shitty do you have to be, yeah. bro? Like, yeah. you can't possibly be like a remotely like good human being or like a good teammate. Like, and then and then it was weird because if you listen to Kemba's in- interviews or post game interviews after they started losing, like after the first ten games, like you know when they started going on that downhill slope, you started to hear Kemba start to say shit like, "Yeah, I mean, you know, guys, you know, guys' motives have to be aligned." I'm like, "What the f- what?" Like to me, all we added was Kemba and Fournier. And I highly doubt he was talking about Fournier. So if we were all fine last year, whose motives are different than they were before last year? Like, I mean, we got rid of two guys that we really wanted to get rid of. I mean, especially Alfred Payton. Um, but then after the playoffs that Reggie Bullock had, you realized you had to get someone who could put the ball on the floor and shoot. And you get rid of those guys, you bring in Kemba, and you bring in um, Evan Fournier. And now someone who's been around the league for a while and knows professional basketball and has been in a lot of settings and everyone around the NBA loves Kemba Walker. Everybody. Now he's saying that there's motives that, that need to be aligned and guys need to be more on the same page. He, who's he talking about, RJ? We know he's not talking about RJ. That's not RJ's mentality. So... I really do think it had a lot to do with how they brought in Kemba, and I think they tried to change how things were working. And Julius was like, whoa, if we got this far doing it like this, why change it for someone who we don't even know is going to work out here? And I guarantee that had something to do with it. You change it because Cap, you brought you talking in to somebody. You, you, huh? you change Cap, you were talking to somebody. Could you hit that shit dead on? Like, that's exactly what took place. Yeah. Like, to me, it's it's pretty simple why you change it, though. Like, you change it because we just signed, you know, one of the best pick-and-roll point guards of the last decade. Right. That's why you change it. That's why you know you what I mean? Pick-and-roll center on the roster. Yeah, exactly. Right that's that's why you change it. Because somebody, because somebody is not throwing any alley-oops at all to Mitchell Robinson. Screw you yeah. and your ego, bro. Like, you change it because this dude – even a limited version of him is still, and you've seen it when the Knicks did run pick and roll consistently. It's still a hell of a pick and roll point guard. Mm-hmm. Now, don't so, get me wrong. Kemba Walker wasn't the greatest on defense, but there's tons of guys in the NBA. Look at Trey Young. Can he play? I mean, it's it's it's, it's almost like the Hawks embrace the fact that people are going to try to hunt Trey Young every single time down the court. And they just have a backup plan for it. They're mm-hmm. gonna send Capella over to help him. Like it's like, all right, 
like this league isn't predicated around point guards being ball stoppers. It it just doesn't happen that often. You know what I mean? Especially if you're a, a high octane offensive point guard, or at least at some point in your career. Like you're not going to be playing the best. De- like how much defense does Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, like all of these guys play? Do they play amazing defense? It doesn't happen a lot. It's serviceable, but even though Kemba's defense wasn't, I just think that the whole sitting of Kemba was there was a clash somewhere because there's no way you bring him in and then you sit him twice throughout the entire season. And, and yo, you remember when the Knicks got slammed by COVID and they had to put Kemba back into the lineup, right? Kemba, they started bowling. Kemba, Kemba started hooping, man. just going absolutely berserk. Then 43 points the is first game back. Then the team got healthy mm-hmm. and kind of reverted back to what they were doing. And I remember there was a press conference because I think I Kemba went through that, 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 streak, that streak where he didn't score in a few games in a row. I already know and what you're going to say. Berman asked Kemba, like, you know, it seems like the team is running less pick and roll and, you know, the ball's in your hand a lot less. And, you know, you haven't really been scoring the last few games. Mm-hmm. Kemba was – First of all, he looked miserable. And he's like always like a really happy always dude. A very happy guy. Yeah. <clears throat> and he, he almost sounded like he wanted to cry when he said it. He was like, Yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody calls him. <laughs> <laughs> no. But then he also said, he also said when they asked him what was the difference, he said, you know, a lot a lot of guys were out on COVID. And I was like, Well, did you just now relate you playing well to guys being out on COVID. That says a lot to me. It says a whole lot because chemistry it's chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you're telling me that you played the best when some certain guys were out. Who was out on COVID? Yeah. Cause the thing is, bro, that kid, that guy, that kid, he's, he's grown man. That guy <laughs> is still lethal in the pick and roll, bro. And like a lot of the games where he exploded, a lot of those explosions were him coming off pick and rolls, whether it's a step back three, or whether he was hitting whoever on a on a on a pocket pass on a roll. Like mm-hmm. he could still play pick and roll like He's highly effectively in this league. Mm-hmm. I don't know about his defense. I mean, he draws a lot of charges still. Still, yeah. I bet mm-hmm. you. I bet you. Even if you look where he is, like among charges drawn in the NBA, and he hasn't mm-hmm. played in months. He's probably yeah. still somewhere up there towards the top. Let me ask you a question. Do the Knicks run it back again with Kemba if they can make a move with Julius Randle? No. No, Kemba's out regardless. He's out of here regardless. Yeah, Kemba, Kemba's gone. Yeah, I think he's got into no way with, with Tibbs as well. Unless Tibbs go. Yeah, if Tibbs goes, which all signs point that he's not, then, yeah, Kemba would stay in that case. But as long as Tibbs there, Kemba's gone. Yeah, I'm not gonna Is lie. To even you. with the team anymore, I haven't he's seen him nowhere near the. He's nowhere near the team. Like he's not in practice. Yeah, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't he's see not in him the in Charlotte the other night. That's why I'm asking. No, he's not. He's not with the team at all. And that, that sucks that, because it does. I really does. feel bad for Kemba, man. He didn't deserve it. I feel awful for Kemba because, I mean, it was a feel good story, and he came off a season where he just averaged 19. Don't tell me that he's completely washed and he can't play anymore. I'm not buying. Watch Kemba. Bullshit, watch Kemba next year. Watch Kemba next year. Just watch, because there's going to be a, a a section of our fans 
where they're gonna be like, see, this is this is why we brought him here because he could have been doing this or that. Because we're gonna be seeing them do it somewhere else off someone else's bench for sure. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere and be a starter at this point. But and if if he does, it won't be a good team. But I don't think that's what the, I don't think they're gonna send him to a bad team. I think they're gonna try to do right by him and put him on a team that I agree he can he can try to win something with. And if he if he is in that situation, I guarantee you that he will be coming off the bench. But only then will you see his true value because I just think there's so much to Kemba's game that is still important. Like there's guys off the bench that just don't do what Kemba does at all. He still has the ability he's, to be a lead guard. He's still a bucket, bro. He's still a bucket. <laughs> He's still, still a bucket. Yeah. Um, he's actually a better three-point shooter now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a, a stretch during the season where he was like, isn't he like top three in the league in three-point percentage? I think, I think he finished the season at like 38 or 39 percent from three, which Crazy. is exactly. given the kind of season he had, he still at yeah. he still shot 38 percent from the season from 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 three. Anyway, um, before we get out of here, just run through a few more uh uh, stats of the night because we never really got to him quickly. Um, 23 points, eight for eight from the free throw line, which he does often, three for eight from three, six for 12 from the free, um, from the field. Um, three assists, two rebounds, two steals. Um, and just, just being what we needed him to be in the final few minutes of the game. Um, there's just so much. It, there was even a lob that he threw to Mitch that was just the right pass to make at that time. Mitch um, did play tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, okay. He didn't play much. He didn't play much. He he did come off the bench, right? He came off the bench for Jericho. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think that had a lot to do with the fact that he wasn't gonna play, and then they they entered him in, and you know they kind of just you know threw him out there. But I think they T- Thibodeau likes Jericho, and even a lot more than he did last year, which I think is 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 telling. Because I'm not last year at the beginning of the year, which I think is telling because there was times early in the year where Jericho would make one mistake and he's getting pulled from the game, and that's it. Like, well, you know, well he was he was got off with defensively at the beginning, of terrible. The year. But the flip that he's made in one season, which you don't really see, if let's say this, if Tom Thibodeau was coaching Mitchell Robinson in his rookie year, there's no way Tom Thibodeau, I mean Mitchell Robinson would ever have been started. Because he wouldn't oh, have the no. patience to deal with the shit that that Mitch was. Doing. I I think that I think that like wait. So the thing with Jericho is like, first of all, he's already a grown man. Yeah. And secondly, like like Obi's age already. He had the four years of college. Mm-hmm. Like to me, he just seemed to understand certain concepts better than Mitch. Like, mm-hmm. how long have you heard me say setting like a Mitch pick. setting a pick or? How long have you heard me complain? Like, how is Mitch in year four now still not learn verticality, yo? Yeah. Just stay straight up, bro. Stay straight up, bro. Like, stay if you look up. at Jericho, Jericho from pretty much game one, like, understood that. If he jumps like straight up. Brother that, he's the little brother that watched the big brother mess up his whole entire life. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, he understood that, like, from day one, like if I jump and keep my arm straight up, I could avoid a foul. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with his leaping ability, all he has to do is jump straight up. Like he can probably just block it without even putting much body contact on the guy because of his verticality. And I mean, Mitch has that ability, but like I said, 
But he doesn't. He always brings. He always brings the arms down and like clobbers yeah. guys instead of just. Keeping well, he doesn't up. have a strong. He doesn't have a strong core. I think that has a lot to do with why Jericho is able to stay so vertical because guys can drive into him while he's going vertical and it's not going to bring his arms down. And I think that has a lot to do with your core as well because if somebody like Luca is driving to the basket and he throws his shoulder into you, there's no way you're not you're not going to go like this because he's going to throw your shoulder, but. Jericho's a freaking muscle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's just one huge freaking muscle. And he learns how he's learned already how to absorb that contact and just keep his hands straight up. You know what I mean? And and that's that's just something you would like to see from someone who is at this point starting a game like tonight and playing a lot of backup minutes. I mean, we haven't really seen they're not even trying to, they're not even gonna bother letting New Orleans Noel touch the floor. Because it's like, all right, well, we got what we got, what we wanted out of you here. So, it's, I mean, to me, I think Jericho, um, he's not perfect, but he does everything you need him to do at the point he's, guard position. He, I seems, mean, at the center the center. Position. he seems intelligent. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk much, so I don't know. But yeah. he seems like, seems like he learns quickly. Yeah. He doesn't look like a guy who's spaced out. He looks like he... he at all. He he hunts the the opportunity to learn every single chance he's out there, you know what I mean. And I think um, the minutes in the G League really really helped him. And I think that could have helped Mitch early, especially not having any college experience. Um, I think if you gave Jericho, Sin, I mean Mitchell Robinson, the ability to make those mistakes early, he would have been a, a totally different player. But Jer- Jericho Sims, just by having certain guys ahead of him. Um, it's just not hard to see how how much he can bring to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, there's just there's not many other things that we can really bring up tonight besides. Oh, um, Miles McBride. Just just want to talk about him real quick. I think that there's so. There's a lot that he brings to the game defensively. I mean, you look at his numbers across the board. He had five assists, five points, two steals, two rebounds, um, two for six from the field, one for four from three. But somehow he had the the second highest plus minus on the team. He's like um, all over the place. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He does everything. So, you know what I mean? I, I'm looking forward to him getting more minutes, especially to close the season. Um, <laughs> it would be Nick's fashion when we're looking like we're heading towards the lottery. We'll be winning a lot of games no one's expected us to win. But you know, um, I, I'll take it when it comes to the development of these young guys, and it's looking like they. We need Julius to come back and drive the tank. No, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I'd rather. I'd rather keep it the way. We, I'd I'm just saying, it if back. if you want to tank, just bring thirty back. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Nah, I'm good because at that point, if we're driving the tank, if he's driving the tank, none of these guys are getting an opportunity to get better. You know what I mean, and that's the last thing that I want. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, do you want J? Do you want Jada Ivy, or do you know, or do you want these guys I to get better? I love anyone who's a great player in the draft. Just like I do I every year. Bryce McGowan's. Nah, see, but you don't. You don't count though, bro. You, you don't, don't count. count Your opinion doesn't. Count. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. can't say yeah. that. It's not fair. Yeah, your opinion is is not objective, right? Now. <laughs> a, little, a little bias, right? This just just a, ton. just, nah, a but, just a little bit. A little Bryce, bit. But Bryce is Bryce not is a great much. player. But Bryce is definitely a great player. But I did want to talk to you about 
someone else you seem to have a lot of uh information about what do you what do you say about the um the the post of the the off the backboard between the leg dunks by zion i mean it's everyday life that's nothing compared <laughs> to what i've seen do lately to be honest with you that <laughs> yeah. was just thrown out there simply to strike up controversy to get the yeah. attention back on the media and or back on zion and on new orleans because they wasn't they wouldn't even set up a meeting or take a meeting to talk about putting him back onto the court so yeah, uh, you know what that was cody that was that was uh, KP posting a pic, a picture of himself yep. sprinting, sprinting after on, they on that, IG after they after yeah. he, uh, 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 what's his name Fisdale said that he he wasn't running or at all or something like that. That's that's what that was, yeah. yeah. And and I mean, didn't he just didn't he just come out and say that? Uh, or not he, but they said that he was he was done for the season. And I'm like the day before that, the day before they say he's done for the season, and then you there's a. a all of a sudden, the video of Zion yeah, doing this crazy like, stuff. Here's the thing, bro. Zion didn't know he was done for the season when the media started talking about it. You wow. know what I'm saying? Like, how how do you do your number one pick? Now, let's just forget he's a number one pick. How do you do your 20-year-old all-star like that? No, uh, right. We're talking about one of the youngest all-stars in NBA history, and they're not even communicating what they plan to do with him. So, I mean, I mean if you – I if like it. That, it's better, for, better for us. Oh, absolutely. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, if, and, and they understand that. They know that. But the thing there is they feel like they have all the power and leverage, but their leverage is starting to run thin because of the clock. Like, there's a clock on this Yeah, the situation. clock is – Yeah, there is wait. a clock on the situation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he's eligible for the extension, I think, July 1st, I think it is, something like that. It might be August 1st. But he's eligible for the extension this mm-hmm. summer. And we're talking about a Supermax extension, too, because he's already, you know, been all NBA. So, with that being said, yeah. like, it's it's not a small amount of money. But that money is going to be left on the table. And they know that because it's already been offered. So, Talk next year Cody. will be the last year before the qualifying offer. So, you think he plays one more season uh, in New Orleans? No. But I don't know mm-hmm. that. I mean... I mean, just the your smart opinion, play not, would be just, for them to to trade him now. I mean, who knows what they're actually going to do? But the smart thing would be trade him this summer as soon as they can because they're going to get the most out of the situation. If they wait till next summer, what are we going to have to give them for a sign and trade deal? They just got Lonzo Ball for Thomas Centeresky or whatever his name is from Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, yeah. That's that's usually how sign and trades go. You just get a shitload like. Yeah, you, your leverage is shot the shit at that point. I just I want to know what the deal is if we do make that trade this year. Like, what does it look like? You know what I mean? I mean uh, it's big. Our draft's uh, gone for the next couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I'm fine with that. With the young but guys if, that we got, and even if, Cam can yeah, be back next if, year. If if you get this, well, Cam, I think Cam might be one of the pieces going out. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can see that happening because of just contract and fit. Little man waking up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You got to go. He's got to go. No, nah, we're good, but he wiggling. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, no, nah, like, I had, I had people been asking me, like, about the injury and about after when they said that he was done for the season, there was a whole bunch of, like, people DMing, DMing yeah. and stuff like that. And I just feel like that it's – 
I've been saying all along, it's just a bunch of media hype. They're they're saying things, they're putting things out there because they don't have anything else to report about him. He hasn't shown himself. He hasn't been seen. They they just don't have anything. And then New Orleans, it, they're just not being honest. They, the rookie year, what they did with him there, he could have been ready opening day. And the main argument everybody has when they start talking about injuries, is oh, he missed half his rookie season. He didn't need to. He didn't have to. He wasn't hurt. So what is what is going on then, bro? He did get hurt. I mean, there's no doubt. What is what is what is New Orleans' motive? Like, because if I'm New Orleans, the way they were talking about, I want this monster on the court, bro. Yeah, but the way they're talking about it is they want to protect him to keep him long term because they're afraid of his weight. They are afraid of that. They're afraid that. He's going to break down or get hurt or something because of all that weight on his frame. But they what are you to, saving him for? What is LeBron yeah. saving himself for? I mean, like, that's well, the thing. Like, LeBron's, that's the, LeBron's 37, though. No, but he's been doing it his whole career. LeBron's been resting I, games and taking games off. And no, I, I get that. But, like, but LeBron usually does that because LeBron is in it for, you know, that's what they're referencing when they're talking about how they want to use him and, and stuff like that. Is they want to treat him like but, LeBron treats him. They want to take games off. Like That's not the player that Zion wants to be. I mean, but, okay, this is the thing, though, bro. Like, he's not just taking games off. Like, he's not – like, LeBron will take a game off, like, periodically. Like, he's not playing at all for, like, consecutive games, for weeks, for months. And like, what is the purpose of that? Gone. I mean, like, that it doesn't, makes doesn't, no sense. I can't answer that It question. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that, and that's the point that I'm making. Like, LeBron resting one game here and there, and this kid just being put on a back burner because they're saving him. Like, what are you saving him for? Like, your your team sucks. Like future years, <laughs> not this year. Like, they're saving him for, like, future years. They're not talking but, about they're saving him for the playoffs But you're damaged, But you're damaging the relationship with him, though. And the relationship has been damaged from the jump. They knew before they drafted him, he didn't want to go there, and he wanted New York. What they're trying to do is stack up more high draft picks. If Zion's on the floor, they get worse draft pick. That's the way they're honestly looking at the season, in my opinion, at least. That hasn't okay. been said, okay. but that's what I feel. So, I mean, like, if you leave Zion out, CJ's balling. You can't bench him. You just traded for him, which was a good trade for them because, I mean, that yeah. did get Zion's attention. CJ, B.I., and Zion together is not a bad trio. They're young. Not they at all. Together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, well, CJ's semi-young. But still, he's young enough to where he can grow with those two into their primes and be a, a useful player with them. But, right. I mean, like – they're still not a team that's going to be a late draft pick. They're still going to have decent draft position. So you bring Zion back and you end up – I don't know if they're even able to get into the play-in now or not, but let's just say they can. And then they end up getting into the playoffs. That takes them out of the lottery. Like, it's, to them, it's not worth yeah. it because they're not going to win a championship. Like you said, their team sucks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, what's the point in getting a worse pick? Like, right now for us, what was really the point in beating Atlanta tonight? That hurt us more than it helped us. But I love oh, it Miami, because yeah, I yeah. want to see the Knicks win. But, I mean, like, in reality, the best thing for us to do would have been to lose this game tonight and lose the yeah, game two nights sure. ago. For sure. But, like, NBA players are not looking at it that way. So, therefore, Zion's not going to step onto the court and think, all right, well, the best thing for me to get my team better is we need to lose these games so we can get a higher draft pick. Now, Zion's yeah, going yeah. out there thinking, like, I want to compete. I want to show people what I'm capable of, just like every other player beside him. And mm-hmm. they're not going to just lose on purpose. I mean, like, yeah. we have a, an NFL coach just a couple of weeks ago talking about he was offered $100,000 a loss. 
said no to it. Now he's fired over it. You know what I mean? Like, blackballed. He's probably not going to get another job. So, I mean, like, it's they just they they're not going to do that. NFL or NBA owners and front office people, all they are thinking about constantly is the dollars, and that is coming from the future. Winning a championship this year helps them this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just lost Joe, but yeah, we lost him. Yeah, I mean, like it's just that's all it is. They're thinking about the future, not right now. But and I understand that because NBA players are competitive, competitors at heart. You don't make it to the NBA unless you're a competitor. It just doesn't happen. There's no way you can make it to the NBA and not be a competitor. There's no way you can turn down that competitive drive uh, from anyone, from any of these guys. You can't turn it down. Like, there's there's no way you can turn down. uh, You can put Zion on the floor. Like you said, put Zion on the floor, and he just, ah, fine. You know, I know we're trying to lose these games, so I'm going to go 70%. Nah, because if somebody grabs a rebound over him and they talk trash, What's gonna happen? You think he's, he's, you're gonna keep it at seventy percent? Hell no! These guys are competitors. Mm-hmm. Just like you put these guys in the game, you put quickly in the game. Quickly at this point, he's playing to prove what he is and who he is. That's why he had a game like he did tonight. Not because, oh, the, like we're gonna put quickly out there because we know quickly can win this game. Not quickly is like he's like, listen, bro. Like I'm not gonna just be out there to to just shoot shoot jump shots and have fun like. I'm going to compete. Like, these guys were beat. They were down 17. You know what I mean? There's no way they was, won this game without being competitive. You know what I so mean? So, was that game nationally televised? Was it? I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I mean, it no, could have been. Wasn't. I don't think it was. It wasn't? Damn. No. no. I got to watch it on this super MSG Go app. MSG app, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man. I I I mean, I just I don't think to get that app to work. I've got. I, I mean, that's how I watch. It works. Mind. It works. It works now. It didn't work back in the day at all. I don't know how long it's been since you tried. Kai said it's the best one of the season. Nah, I don't I think mean, it's the best one of the season. Well, no. you know what? It's between it's between it, it, this it, game and last game. Yeah, well, it's, I, 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 actually, yeah. I thought about it after I said no that. He may have a point, yeah. Because just because of because of who won the game, yeah, of who won the game and how, without the people we thought were going to be there, this has to be the best win the season. I mean, without um, number thirty and even with RJ on the bench for for number thirty, he's like he's like Voldemort now. It's crazy, right? (laughs) (laughs) But even with RJ on the on the on um on the bench for the first RJ. Star J, you're right. My bad, my bad. Star J, Star J being on the bench for the first what eight minutes of the of the fourth quarter, like you had quickly out there. Like I like I'll say the lineup again. You had quickly McBride, um, Grimes, Jericho, and Taj out there, and they won that game. They brought that game back themselves. Yeah, am I the only one annoyed <laughs> with the fact that Clyde? Is like so shocked that the Knicks are playing well without Julius. It's like it's like I'm like come on, Clyde, come on, <laughs> Clyde, Clyde. Clyde is, I there's think no Jimmy way that, like, to be a little bit distant from what goes on on purpose, though. I like, think, bro, really we Clyde. we we've been watching this season, Clyde. Come on, man. <laughs> You've watched. You know what's going on, Clyde. You, you watch every game, Clyde, bro, Clyde. 
You know that this for the is past not a like shot. 30, 40 years, you've watched every Nick game, bro. You know exactly why this there's no game. way that you think that this is a shot that the Knicks are playing free and playing together right. without Julius. Come on, bro. You know what it is. You know what it is. But um, listen, man, I don't want to run this well too dry. Uh, we've ran through literally every point possible <laughs> at this point. Um Let's see. When is the next game for us? Is it Sunday? Sunday. Sunday? Yes, I believe it's Sunday. We play. I'm just checking it really quick. Oh, come on. Get these things out of here. Um, we play the Pistons on Sunday at 3.30. So early game. Um, and it's not nationally televised, so which which is good. Well, I mean, it's well, probably not so. good. But it's against the Pistons. <laughs> yeah, it's the Knicks and Pistons. Knicks and Pistons, there's no way they were going to be nationally televised. Um, but uh, I think they just shut down Hamadou Diallo for the rest of the season because of his finger. But uh, yeah. I, I think Wichico's been playing great lately. Um, Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. Oh, Cade Cunningham. Sadiq yeah. Bay been yeah. really good, too. Yeah, he yeah, didn't have a 50 that. game recently. He had a 50-piece 50, 50 last week, I think. That's crazy. That's just crazy. Yeah, shout-out to uh... – Shout out to the NBA for believing in the Knicks after last year and giving us like 21 national televised games for us mm-hmm. to just take a whole a big shit on it and, and stink. Mm-hmm. Bro, and and this this is why everybody in the world knows what's going on with Julius Randle because it's nationally televised for the entire damn season. So it is what it is. And if this it's is not, why they're gonna talk about us on first take every day. Every day, yeah, exactly. So you know, what I mean, this is why it's hard. It's hard to see you, Miss Miss Randall, defend Mister Randall, and it doesn't just look crazy because everyone has watched. You know what I mean? Everybody has watched what's going on. We looking and, at Kendra like we don't believe you. <laughs> you need more. <laughs> oh man. So oh yeah, and McBride is going to stop K. Didn't he do that a lot in college? He had a lot yeah, of games yeah, against, yeah. Uh, against he K. Gave him, he gave him some issues. He gave him. Yeah, he, gave he him shut him down twice. Yeah, he's a, he's 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 a pest, and that's the kind of like I said. If quickly is in a starting role, you're giving McBride McBride more minutes, and that's that's to me one of the one of the benefits of starting quickly at some point, not right this very second, but I mean even this for the rest of this season, I'd rather see quickly starting than Burks. That's just my personal opinion. I'd rather not, and it's not his fault. But I'd rather it's not, his not see Alec Burks like ever again this season. This season. This season. This season. This season. Yeah. I mean, if he's let's be real, he's not, he's probably not coming back next year. I mean, just being honest, because of the surplus of the young guys that we got, you got Cade, I mean not Cade, um Reddish, um and Grimes. Grimes, like I don't think there's many minutes for uh especially because they're gonna start out playing them soon. They're gonna keep getting better, and it's gonna be hard to 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 play him over those guys and it's just you know what i mean at this point we need to cut our ties um but yeah man that's really all i got joe yeah i gotta i gotta holler at you too bro yeah yeah it's, 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 oh, it's, oh, off, off the off the record off the record i gotta holler. okay okay stay 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 in the back yeah. um stay stay in uh the backstage stay in the backstage all right all right all right um yeah man you guys have a good one thank you for tuning into the god next podcast i'm your host apollo reed um if you're here in the chat hit that like subscribe tell a friend tell a friend and um, like we always say, man, till next time, peace.